Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tonight. All the young people around about the building, all the workers helping and, and planting the seed into them, Lord. And I lift up tonight as we uh, open up the Bible. We thank you that you're going to give us revelation on something that we, uh, we've probably heard and heard and heard. But we know that it's, it's time that we, we get a hold of what your word is saying and do what the word says, Father. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I want you to go to the book of James. And actually, as I've been studying for this, actually, the book of James is not the book of James. It's the book of Jacob. You're all looking at me like, what? Well, actually, in the Greek, there is no word James. So Jacob is actually, Jacob was uh, Jesus' younger brother and actually didn't believe in Jesus, his own brother, until after the resurrection, uh, according to scriptures. The book of John shares that, that he didn't really believe what was going on and what was taking place. Uh, an interesting fact. But the book itself, uh, the book of James, was, was, they think, written between 45 and 47 A.D., which would be after death. Uh, interesting time. And he also, uh, he also uh, died because of his belief. At the age of, well, at the age, I don't know. It was 62 A.D., so however old he was there. But uh, pretty old, I guess, if you figured. A.D.'s after death, and he was before that. And Jesus died at 33, so he was a pretty old man, if you, if you look at it that way. But anyway, we're going to be talking. Actually, what we're doing, we're going to start tonight, and we're going to walk through some scripture uh, we're going to actually go from one uh, chapter one one all the way to the end, but not tonight. But we're going to start on it, walk through the walk through the book of James and get some insight out of it. It's an interesting book, uh, probably one of my favorite. I, I I love James because it's it's almost like reading Proverbs. Uh, it has so much wisdom in it. But one of the commentaries that I read, uh, the statement that they said. If you if you want to see the if you want to know the message and the purpose of James, it says, if you're if you're going to be a Christian, be a real one. And basically, it walks through a lot of different things. And today, we're just going to look at the first twelve verses. So I want to start off just by reading those. It says, James, the bond servant of God of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which scatter abroad. It says, Greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives all to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with not, no doubting, for he, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humili humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. For, for no sooner than the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers, the grass, its flowers fails, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Blesses the man who endures trials, 
For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown in which the Lord has promised those who love him. There's a lot in that, but yet it all flows together. I, I love, you know, in these 12 verses, the things that, that comes up is learn to trust, learn to ask, and let, it, let your faith be built. Because when things happen in your life, you've got to come to that place of trusting. But also in here, as, you, as we flow through this, you recognize, well, let's just start. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Well, I don't like that scripture myself. And nobody here probably does. But fact is, everybody here, I don't care who you are, there's something going on in your life. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what's taking place. You've got situations that are trying you all of the time. Well, this says we're supposed to count it all joy. Well, fact is, God uses everything that goes on to build us up and bring us up. And Scripture goes on and tells us that as it goes down through here. It says, it says knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Well, maybe I don't want patience. You know, it's funny how people will pray, Lord, I, I need more patience for the situation. Well, <laughs> you're just asking for more problems. Because he, he's, placed, he's placed in us, each and every one of us, what we need. But yet, without going through the hard times, you're not going to recognize you can get through them. It's, it's kind of like a weightlifter. The only way he's going to lift more weight is to keep adding to the barbells. He can sit here all day and lift 50 pounds. But if he wants to lift 55 pounds, he's got to add 5 pounds to it. Well, life is like that. Everybody here has something going on in their life that they really wished it wasn't going on. Or maybe you're going through a time now where everything's okay. Well, hang on, because it's going to come. Why? Because it's just ordained of God for this is the way it, it operates. We're living, we live in a, in a crazy world, folks. You all know, recognize that? And in this crazy world, we're going to have trials. We're going to have things that come up. Lots of times it's not even things we do, but yet it's things we have to deal with. Lots of time in family, things go on that you've got to deal with. Lots of times in, in friends and foe, you've got to deal with. Lots of time we have health, we have sickness, we have, we have financial problems. All this stuff comes up. Some of it's in our making, but some of it's not. But it's not the problem. It's you walking through it. It's you coming to that place of recognizing James or Jacob here is saying, listen, everybody's going to have trials. You know, the Bible even tells us, your tribulation's here. We're going to have this stuff. But he's saying, count it all, he says, brethren, count it all joy when you fall in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Well, there's nothing better than getting stronger and stronger and stronger. We don't like to walk through it that way, but we do. Romans 8, 28, this was Connie's favorite, favorite scripture. She quoted it all the time. Uh, I want to, let's just go there. We've got time tonight. Go to Romans 8.28. If you don't have your Bible, bring it on Wednesday nights for sure. Romans 8.28. It says, and we know all things work together for good to those who love God. Well, we all love God. And to those who are called according to his purpose. We are called and he's got a purpose. So in this purpose, he's going to use every trial you have 
That's why we want to call it. That's why we want to, we want to recognize that, okay, I don't like this, but I know he's going to give me the power to get through this. He's going to take care of me. He goes on and says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He wants to take you and use you. He wants to take you and get you strong enough to deal with the next thing that's going to come up in life. Uh, It's just the way he's got it set up. Patience, patience, it says there, patience stirs that power that's placed in us is what happens. The more you get a trial, a situation in your life, the stronger you're going to get if you don't let it pull you down and understand it's going to lift you up. But see, you've got to have that mindset. You know, it's an interesting thing. He gave us a free will. So you can choose to know what God's doing and allow God to do it, or you can choose not to. Well, the interesting part about a choice, you've got the choice, but you don't have any say-so on the consequences. Did you hear me? We can choose to let him take care of this trial. We can choose to trust he's going to. We can choose he's, we know he's going to, and he will. The consequences eventually will come around. But if you choose, if you choose not to trust him, and you choose not to go with what the scripture says, and you choose not to live as a Christian should live, then your consequences are going to be on the wrong side. Things are going to happen you don't want to happen that you can't fix. You're going to get in, this, you're going to get in depression. You're going, to, you're going to carry sickness from stress. You're going to carry all the things. Instead of walking in peace and joy, you're going to walk in, in, in health issues and, and worry. And the Bible talks plainly about all of that stuff, which is another whole topic. But we've got to recognize he's telling us here to trust that. It says, goes on oh I'm in the wrong I can't read in that part let me get back to James where I was I'm gonna have to get a different Bible it's falling apart on me here all right it says but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect now that's not perfect perfect like we see perfect that's advancing toward perfect uh, and complete and lacking nothing see if I can walk in joy in my trials then no matter what comes down the pipe tomorrow, in a moment, I can handle. It's going to be okay. Then it goes on. Then it says, why does he come up with this next thing? He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. What was he just talking about? You're going through a trial. He comes right back and he's giving us the answer right away. He said, listen, I, I know this is going on in your life, and obviously you don't have the answer, Ask. Ask for wisdom. Ask for the situation. Ask for, what, ask for the answer to what's going on. Come to that place of saying, Lord, I need wisdom for this situation. In that then, he goes on and tells us in this what to do with it. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to you. All right, so now what we're doing is we're going through a trial, And he tells us to ask, and then now he's telling us, I'm going to give you the answer. The Bible's true, folks. So if you can grab this, James is so, I just love James. Because it gives us the answer to everyday life as you walk through the book. It goes on, it says, for let not, then it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. 
He's telling us what to do. All right, we're having a trial. We're going through a hard time, but we know he's going to get us through it, but we don't have the answer for it. So we ask God, give us wisdom. So in that wisdom, then you've got to come to that place of faith and that place of choice and say, okay, this don't look good. I don't see any way out, but I know you're going to give me wisdom, and I trust that, and I know it's coming. Without doubt, I believe that you're going to give me the answer. It's interesting. Most of the time when you ask God for an answer to something, he usually tells you when you're not thinking about it. You, you'll, be, you'll just be doing something else altogether, and all of a sudden, in your spirit, man, you'll get an answer. Oh, all right. When you get it, lock in on it. When you get it, write it down. When you, I mean, because you'll forget it quickly if you don't write it down. Write down that scripture. I had one that popped up this morning, just in the middle of getting ready to come to work, and it was like, and I didn't write it down, and it pertained to tonight, and I did not get it the rest of the day. It's like, oh. I even thought about writing it down. Well, I didn't do it. And you've got, you've got it. If, you, if you're going to follow the pattern, let's follow the pattern. Let's do what he says. He says, but let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. See, if you don't have a decision made, you can waver either way. But when you make a decision, you have no doubt, okay, he has told me or he's going to tell me. And then when he does tell you, okay, I'm locking in. I know that was him. The devil is not going to give you something that's going to set you free. So you can know God spoke to you if it's just anything to get you out of the situation. Most of the time, he works it out for us by just speaking to us and sharing with us. You know, it's interesting. When you ask for wisdom... Let's just, let's just make it easy to understand. If you're having financial problems, are you going to go to someone that's in debt and ask them how they're doing? Same with this. When you're having a situation, you're going through something in your life, the best place to go is right here. And then if you can't find it right here, then you find someone in church, someone and get some godly counsel, and maybe somebody that's already been through it and come out the other side and learn from it. Because that's what God's wanting you to do is to learn through your situation so you can walk through it. And then get that information and lock in and then don't let it become, well, maybe so, well, maybe not, or should I, or shouldn't I. You, that, you'll never make a proper decision. You've got to stand on what the word says. You've got to stand on godly counsel. It goes on and says, For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything of the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. That, from the first time I read that scripture, I thought, are you kidding me? If I'm one that's wavering with truth and not truth, and truth, and not truth, and I know what I should be doing, but I go ahead and do the other. I'm somebody that's unstable in all of my ways. And I don't want to be unstable in all of my ways. I want to, I want to be able to make the right decision. Now, do I always make the right decision? Of course not. We're human beings, and that's why we've got a Savior. But the more we can understand that God's got the answer to everything. James just makes it so simple in here as you read it. I mean, he's so black and white in what he says. Listen, just just, just do it this way. Just 
just just follow what I'm telling you to do and, and recognize that, that you've got this. Then it goes on, and even it even encourages more here. It says, it says, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field will pass away. What's he doing here? He's saying not only the rich and the famous, but the poor, he's talking about here because he gets more into this later on, but he's also talking about where you are spiritually. You know, if you don't have a whole lot of teaching, just thank the Lord that he's going to give you the teaching. But then, if you have been with the Lord for a while, don't you dare get prideful and say you know it all. That's what he's saying here. Plus, he's saying, it don't matter in, in the Lord's eyes if you're rich or if you're poor. I'm the... I'm the same spirit inside everybody that's out there, everybody that's listening, and everybody that's got Jesus. I don't care what your age is. I don't care where you are in maturity of that, or I don't care where you are financially in that. Just because you got money don't make you any different than somebody don't have money if you got me. We're all the same. And we've got to come to a place of recognizing he has the answer when I walk through a trial. So why not walk through the trial with joy? Why not make a decision right off the bat when something hits? Okay, I'm choosing. Because the Bible, Pastor Ron told me in the book of James that he'll take care of me. It says right there in the first 12 verses that he's got me. He's going to cover me. He's gonna, no matter if I don't have any money or I've got a lot of money or no matter if I'm spiritually young or if I'm spiritually old, it's all going to be the same in a walk with God. He's going to take care of me. So I'm just counting this problem good. It's going to be okay. Don't you love to be around people that are going through things and you say, how you doing? It's going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Whatever's going, I'm going through right now, it will be okay. That's the only way to live. I'm telling you. There's there, nothing worse than hanging around with somebody that whines and complains about everything that goes on in their life. I'm never going to make it all. At Arlen, we used to come to the altar, and I was guilty as the next, and cry out to God and beg him to help us. That's not even in Scripture. It's already done and taken care of. You want to come to the altar, fine. But when you get here, thank him for what you've got. Thank him for the answer. Thank him for everything. He, or what I'm teaching you is totally wrong. And you, I just read it to you. It says, count it all joy. Well, it used to not make any sense to me until I started getting an understanding that he means I'm going to make good of this. I may even, you know, I, I've allowed this. He allows, he allows things, folks. He maybe didn't put it on you, but he knows it's coming, and he knows that you're going to come through it, and he knows that he gives me the strength to get through it, but he knows when I come out, I'm going to be better than I was. I, 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 go, to the, I go over to Brad's occasionally to the gym, and all these guys are working out, and and you, you, you see the sweat running off of them, and you see the grunting and groaning and trying to lift these weights and all this stuff. But they're only doing it for one reason. They're not really enjoying that moment. But they know that it's going to make them feel better later. And those that are doing now the CrossFit that they have where you just, you're doing constant exercise and working out, when they get done, they love it because they feel so much better and they've got rid of all this poison in their system. Well, it's the same with the trial. James, actually, James wrote CrossFit. He's saying, it's good for you. It's not going to hurt you to do that. Dr. Craig will tell you those that exercise are healthier. 
they're, they're just better mentally and physically and everything. But life is life and we have things that happen to us. So what are you going to do? Fall down and let it get you down? No, you're going to work towards getting better by knowing he's going to walk you through it. I can't get that point across enough. I have been through enough in my life that sometimes when I hear people in their complaints, I go, I have to really watch what I say because there's not a whole lot phases me now. Why? Because I've been through a lot. But God knew it already. He, he knew I was going to go through. And he knows I'm... Chris, in, come May 18th, to be 13 years he's been in prison for something he did not do. But yet, to talk to him now and talk to him 14 years ago, he's a totally different individual. And now he's getting to sit down with other inmates and talk to them and, and bring up Christ and say, the only way you're going to make this is through Jesus Christ. He did it again today and got a man saved today. In a 30-minute time, 45-minute time, they got to talk. This kid took Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and recognized that I've, I've got. Chris didn't tell him how much time he's got. He said, well, I don't know if I can make it three years. And Chris is thinking, are you kidding me? Because Chris, Chris understands the system. And he may be there the rest of his life. So he's making the best of it. Why? Listen. He and we and all chose to not let that take us down, but let that take us up. It's the same in everybody that's listening to me and even by the internet right now. I'm telling you, I don't care what happens to you in your life. God will make it for good if you continue to love him. It's a guarantee. And he'll make, you, he'll make you be able to walk through things you would have thought you never could have walked through. But yet when they hit, well, no, yeah, he did it before. How many's had the befores? Things that you, you, at, the, at the moment, at, you know, that instant, it's like, I don't know if I can get through this. Is there any, is there any, and, and you hear all the reports. We used to sing a song, Whose Report Will You Believe? Well, we better be believing the right report because the book of James, just in these few verses I've read to you, tells you, count it all joy. Recognize you're going to make it. Ask me for wisdom. Accept that wisdom and stand on it and don't waver and watch what I do. It's that simple, but yet it's that hard too because I don't care who you are here. You're going to have stuff that's going to hit you like you, you, you thought. Are you kidding me? Where'd this come from? Well, the enemy wants to pull you down. And the interesting part, the more you love him, the harder it seems to get, but yet it gets easier because you learn to, you learn to love, you learn to trust, you learn to ask him, you get godly wisdom in the midst of it, you step out in faith, and then you stand on faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. You recognize that we all need God, folks. I don't care what your age is or what's going on. We all need God. I love how he expresses what happens in real life. In verse 11 it says, For no sooner has the sun risen with burning heat than it withers the grass, and the, flowers, the flower falls, and his beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. I don't care who you are or what you are in your walk, Wherever you are, if you're rich or you're poor, 
everything you got is not going with you. <laughs> I don't care what you got. Now, we're, we're assigned to take care of what we got. The Bible tells us to do that. But yet, we can't be haughty and think just because we have more, we can expect more. Then it goes on, verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who endures trials, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown in which the Lord has promised those who love him. Those 12 verses are just a good thing to meditate on and recognize. He has got you. He is going to take care of you. Blessed is the person who perseveres under trials. Blessed is the person who walks through that. You know, I ran across the scripture today, which I love. Uh, Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Goes along with this. See, we're made we're made righteous because of what Jesus Christ did. But if we grab that righteousness that we've got, then how easy it is for us to walk in that peace and that joy that he gives us. What's it say in Nehemiah? The joy of the Lord is my strength. So why would, why would James or Jacob here say, count it all joy? Because he knew and he knows and he was followed by, he was leading by the Holy Spirit to recognize that if we're going to walk in the kingdom of God, which is right here and now as we walk through life, it's in heaven, yes, but he wants you to live in the kingdom of God right here and now. Well, what is that? Well, it's righteousness. Well, I can't, I can't make myself righteous. So I recognize he's made me righteous. But in that knowing that I'm in right standing with him, then I know then I, can, then I can know that this trial I'm going through, I'm going to come out the other side. And I'm going to walk in peace. And I'm going to walk in joy. And I'm going to recognize that as I walk in joy, I'm going to get stronger. And then the cycle goes back around. I'm going to recognize that I'm righteous in my fight that I've got. And I'm going to recognize that when that person wronged me, that trial, that, that, that heartache, that, that broken heart, that situation that comes on in your life, that you're going to recognize it's going to be okay. When somebody in the family comes against you and you, you don't know how to, to fight it, you go to God and you say, Lord, I need wisdom in this. What am I going to do here? He'll give you that wisdom. Uh, you're battling health issues. I don't know what to go. I'm so tired of taking all this medicine and all this stuff that's going on. God knows all that. You just go to him and you walk in peace and you trust in him and you recognize, I've got to count this all joy, what I'm going through. And we've all been through those times when, the, huh, is this going to get any better? Well, it may be a long stretch. My wife was ill for years, but yet she kept that joy. She kept that joy. She kept that joy. And she just kept pushing through and pushing through. Now she's up there dancing with everybody that's yeah, she is. Yeah. Doing, doing what she loved to do. In Romans fifteen thirteen, it says, it says, may the God of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Such a good scripture. Listen to that again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace that we've been talking about in believing, which we've been talking about, that you may abound in hope, which is positive expectation of good, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So who does this? You know, we've been talking about what we need to do, what we need to do. You cannot do this yourself. 
But you can do just what he, James is telling you to do, recognizing that it's the Holy Spirit doing it for you, through you. I can't count it all joy when things are horrible. I can't count it all joy when, when I'm in pain. I, I, can't count it all, I can't count it all joy, but the Holy Spirit can through me. And I can just cry out to him and say, Holy Spirit, you have got to help me. Your word says to count this joy. So thank you for helping me stand in joy and walk in peace because I know you're going to do it. See, it's a knowing. It's, it's not a doubting. It's a knowing. The word hope so many times in our, in our English language, it's like a question. I hope it works. This is not the hope it's talking about here. The hope it's talking about is a guarantee. It's a positive expectation of something that's going to be good, that's going to happen. This scripture says, may the God of hope, positive expectation of good, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So what do we got to do? Just believe. Well, what do we believe? Well, the Bible says that really the only thing you have to believe is that Jesus died and rose again. And then all the rest of this is already done. Every problem you're going to have, you can say, that's just a problem. I count it all joy because I know God's going to get me through it. He's going to take care of it. <clears throat> and in the midst of it, he's going to give me joy and take care of me. Guaranteed. Father, we thank you <clears throat> as I'm losing my voice right now. Father, we thank you for everything that's going on. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what the trial is, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance is. Father, I lift up everybody that's listening right now, everybody that's in here. And I know, Lord, that everybody here has got something going on that they really wished it wasn't going on. Lord, thank you that we're going to be able to come to that place of saying, okay, Lord, you, you weren't surprised by this. Maybe I caused it, maybe I didn't. But, Lord, I thank you. I'm asking you right now, Lord, to give me wisdom how to walk through this, how to trust in you, how to not doubt, but come to that place of believing that you're going to make this good, you're going to make it better for me, even though it doesn't look like it right now, and it may not for a few days or a few months. But I know that I know, Lord, according to your word, I'm going to walk through this, and it's going to make me stronger. It's going to build patience and bring me to that place and that purpose that you've got for me, Father. And I thank you for it, Father. I give you all the praise tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You got about 15 minutes to visit. Hug on somebody. Love on somebody. You are dismissed.